Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Just a heads up, we recorded this episode on February 20th before there was a pandemic and we were all social distancing and staying home. There's a lot of great tips here, but we know they might not be feasible at this time, but they're good to know for the future. We hope you enjoy the episode. It's Candace. <laughs> Kayla. And we're directionally challenged. <laughs> yeah, we thought we'd have everything figured out by the time we were in our 30s. And we don't. We really don't. But that's okay. And it really is okay because we have someone who we truly feel inspired by today on our podcast. We are going to sit down with Bea Johnson. Bea Johnson wrote a book called Zero Waste Home. It was based on her blog. Uh, I mean, you guys would have to be living under a rock to know that the world has been burning in 2020. Um, the fires in, Austra- in Australia were devastating to see. I mean, Kayla and I, we live in California. We have a lot of fires here. But to know the environmental impact and that th- this will change the course of the world for, you know, generations to come, all these animals that have been 
their lives and their environment have been compromised. And it's so easy when it's not in your neighborhood to think, oh, it doesn't apply to me. It doesn't apply to me. And that's something that I think Bea teaches us is that every little thing you do does make a difference. Have you been super environmentally conscious in your time or have you been like stressed about it at all? No, I, 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 I mean, obviously I think of the environment, but I, it goes to the extent of recycling my water bottles and my cans. And that's what I've realized is how out of date my quote unquote recycling really is. And, you know, I use the reusable shopping bags at the grocery store and I think I'm doing something for our environment and that's it. And yes, that's doing something very small, but there's so much more we can do that doesn't overcomplicate our lives. In fact, what Bea teaches us is it simplifies our lives. So I think that we can do a make a big change in our world. It's just hard. And sometimes it, it's just the simple fact of implementing it. Yeah. Now, I only started using recyclable shopping bags because when you live in California, they start charging you for the other bags <laughs> and the look of shame that you get when you don't bring your own bags. And I was like, OK, fine, I guess I'm going to bring my own bags. So to the you started store. recycling out of peer pressure. Yes, <laughs> I did. And now I'm glad that I do. Um, but I I've been really lazy. I've been thinking like, OK, well, someone else can take care of the environment because I'm just trying to like figure out our family and our life and, you know, our daily schedule. Uh, and then it, it wasn't until earlier this year when I saw like all these, just the fires and just, I was like, oh no, I can't just keep closing my eyes. Mm -hmm. the there's a lot going on in the world right now. And I just keep wanting to put blinders on to be able to cope with it. And I don't like that feeling at all either. So immediately I just realized, no, I have to start making little differences in my day that that can hopefully leave some sort of, you know, less of an environmental impact on the world. Yeah. I mean, the staggering fact is that each individual leaves a ton of waste behind them every year. Yeah, like a full ton. That's insane. And Bea and her family leave one jar of waste behind them a year. One jar, one tiny little jar. If you guys go online, you can see her TED talk and she holds this jar up and it is the smallest jar. It's not a giant jar. It's the smallest jar you've ever seen. And that is their waste. And and that's great. That's great. I, I honestly, I, it feels impossible. It feels impossible. It feels impossible. How I started, how I found out about the zero waste life or even who Bea was, was I was sitting at the coffee shop in my like plastic to go cup. And I just immediately like was looking at pictures of koala bears. And I was like, I don't like this feeling like I have to do something. something. What can I do right now? What can I do today? Um, in between errands and in between work stuff. And I realized we'd had this giant stack of towels and I was like, okay, well, maybe I can like repurpose these old towels because we've moved, um, we moved three times in the amount of two years at one point. And so we had so many mismatched towels. And so a lot of them were like sewing projects, like make it into a, a, a foldable beach bag towel. <laughs> and I was like, well, there is no, I can barely sew a button, let alone a beach bag towel. So I like clicked on a few more links and I discovered you can take them to your local animal shelters. You just wash them. You drop them off. They are thrilled because they are always needing more towels. They also need laundry detergent. Fun fact. I never even thought of that. Mm. And it's the simplest thing you can do where you know at least like it's not just going in the trash. 
And then I was like, okay, well, what else can I do? And what's fun is that once you start looking into your community and and realize other people are on that same, thinking the same thing and on that wavelength, it, it really can get you excited and not feel like so crazy for wanting to try something a little out of your comfort zone. Like we'll talk a little bit later in the podcast, but I went to a composting class. Mm-hmm. And that was cool. You've been doing a really good job, Candice, of being aware of your carbon footprint. And I honestly have not been doing as good of a job. And so you've been inspiring me. And that's why we sit down with Bea and have this amazing conversation. And you guys, if you have felt like this or want to at least start trying to be aware of your carbon footprint, stay tuned because we have a really great conversation with Bea Johnson of Zero Waste Home coming up right after the break. So you guys, we are here with Bea Johnson. She is an author, speaker, blogger, mother. We all have heard about her zero waste home. Your story is so interesting. And um, before we dive right into that, we wanted to kind of get to know you as a person and who you were before you moved to the States. So you moved to the U.S. at the age of 18, but you grew up in France, correct? Yeah, that's right. I grew up in the south of France. Oh, wow. Of course you did. I mean, dream. Can we trade places? Because I grew up in Florida and the closest we got to the south of France was Epcot at Disney World. So... Awesome. Yeah, it's almost the same. Almost the same. (laughs) Almost. Where did you grow up exactly? In Avignon. Uh, It's just, uh, yeah, due south from Lyon or Paris and... uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's known for the Palace of the Popes, and it also has a big arts and theater festival every summer. Wow, that sounds incredible. So, why did you move to the states? <laughs> yeah, right. Good question. <laughs> now, after high school, um, or at the end of high school, I wasn't sure uh, what I wanted to do. All my friends had kind of decided on their career and uh, the kinds of subjects they wanted to study, and I hadn't. So I decided to come to the U.S. to be a no pair for um, just uh, a year. But um, you know, I fell in love, so that kind of changed my plans. And uh, um, yeah, I met my husband during that au pair a year, and then I uh, we moved back actually to Europe for about a four years. But I uh, then I got pregnant, and I really wanted to experience the American dream <laughs> as seen on TV, uh, and uh, being uh, experiencing the soccer uh, life. Uh, <laughs> Soccer mom. soccer mom life and but uh, and, uh, we so we moved back to the US we lived in a house in the suburbs um, but we had to get into a car to go to grocery stores restaurants and schools and I missed the life that we had known in the big cities we had lived in in Europe um, I missed being able to walk and bike everywhere and that's uh, what led us to move to a smaller place and eventually led us to zero waste. Having, we've both, uh, Kayla and myself have both been to Europe a handful of times and visited various countries and exactly what you're describing when you're in the city, it's very easy to walk around. You don't necessarily have to be in a car. And when you're even in the smaller towns in a lot of countries in Europe, uh, you just feel like such a strong sense of community. So it makes so much sense that uh, you would desire that once you came here to the U.S. 
Yeah, and I wanted my kids to be able to be independent, uh, to be able to go to uh, school by bike and uh, visit their friends and eventually have their own jobs uh, within the town. So I wouldn't have so I wouldn't uh, spend my life driving them around and I could have my own life outside of theirs. Mm -hmm. And this led you to what was the first spark of that gave you the idea of a zero waste lifestyle were so, you living at a point where you're going to the grocery store as normal and buying a lot of boxed goods and toys for kids and what what kind of gave you that idea for the change of course so we i did have a you know a regular american type lifestyle um you know we had two big refrigerators filled with uh, processed foods and sugary cereals and uh uh we were driving an suv uh, we had two cars uh i uh you know basically the typical lifestyle but um we uh, so we decided to be to relocate to be closer to a town to have all these amenities within walking or biking distance. Uh, before finding the right house, we rented an apartment for one year and we only moved in with the necessities. And what we discovered uh, during that year is that uh, when you live with less, then all of a sudden you have more time, more time to do what's important to you, more time for friends, family, picnics, hikes. And so when we did find the right house in that town that interested us, we got every everything out of storage and we found that 80% of the stuff that we had put in there we hadn't even missed for a whole year so we let go of them and it's thanks to that simplicity that we also found time to read books and watch documentaries on environmental issues which made my husband and I sad thinking about the future that we as parents were creating for our children and that's what gave us the motivation to change um, so at first, first we watched our um, electrical electricity consumption, then our water consumption, and then I started questioning our trash. And in trying to find ways to reduce it, one day I stumbled upon the term zero waste, which back then uh, was used, uh, it was a term used in the manufacturing world. It was a term used uh, to describe waste management practices at a city level, but it was not a term used to describe something you do at home. But yet when I saw that term, the light bulb went off in my uh, head and it gave me a goal. But there were no books, no blogs, no guide on how to eliminate trash from a household in this modern, uh, you know, era of society. So I tested a lot of things. I tested a lot of extremes. I picked up the phone. I called my mom, my grandma, my mother-in-law, and I asked them, like, how the heck did you guys do it before <laughs> this consumerist society? Um, but eventually we found, uh, I mean, we tested, we definitely tested extremes, but eventually we found a simple alternatives that we could see ourselves doing in the long run for life. And that's when zero waste became a lifestyle. Now, uh, can, we there, just, can we touch on yeah. really quickly your um, extremes that you tested out? Because I read that you tried moss for toilet paper, which doesn't, <laughs> which seems very difficult to go through that process of discovering that like that might right. not be the way to live. <laughs> And that's, uh, yeah, that's a story that 
the media loves, <laughs> my audiences in my conferences love. And um, yeah, I, uh, I was taking a botany class uh, to learn how to forage, but also how to use the local plants just, uh, you know, for uh, to treat uh, small ailments. But uh, during one of the foraging classes, um, one day my teacher said, um, hey, uh, if you guys are ever stuck in the woods with that toilet paper, the moss you see over there in the tree is amazing. It's nice, soft, you know, just as good as toilet paper. And so, of course, at that moment, I thought, oh, well, it's a zero waste alternative. So <laughs> I grabbed moss, I filled the bucket and I brought it home. Uh, but the problem, though, is that moss dries. So the next day, uh, we ended up with a bucket filled with, uh, you know, those green scouring pads that people use to scrub <laughs> their pots. Yes. Uh, not very pleasant. So at that point, we decided, okay, forget about moss. Let's just stick to toilet paper. That is sounds we, much more relaxing. We, we, <laughs> right. Uh, so, but we buy it from a restaurant and uh, hotel supply store. So it's only wrapped in paper. It's, uh, and then we can... Uh, uh, recycle that. That's so funny. I just I found a company recently uh, called Who Gives a Crap, and that's yes. one of their main <laughs> things is that they wrap everything in paper, and it's those like little little things that you never think about that make a bigger difference in the long run. Um, did you realize that you had kind of grown up as a child living more of a zero um, zero waste life than you had thought, like having calling mm. your grandmothers and in your mom. Mm. Well, it, um, you know, when I didn't think about it, really, I, um, you know, sure, my mom was very thrifty. She was a very good homemaker. Uh, she knows how to sew, how to can. Uh, she makes her own pâtés. And, uh, you know, she's very, you know, very good at cooking and very good with her hands. And so in the end, I didn't think much of it uh, growing up. Um, and then when I came to the U.S., I've in a way, wasn't thinking about it at all. But when I did look for uh, alternatives to uh, to wasteful uh, products, uh, it did uh, lead me to thinking about homemaking, uh, testing alternatives, and I, then that's when you know uh, the the sewing skills that my mom taught me became helpful in repairing or extending the useful life of the the clothes or the the products that we had at home. Uh, uh, cooking is something that I do every day. I uh, but my cooking has changed though. I don't cook as complicated as I used to. It's uh, much more based on local, uh, organic, seasonal, whole foods. Not uh, I. I only use very simple ingredients. Uh, the ones that are exotic, complicated, that come from far away, I've eliminated or I've kind of, uh, I've in a way curated my uh, my recipes to. Uh, facilitate or to really match our zero waste lifestyle. Because you're busy. Like you, you've, you give talks all over the world. You travel, you have two children, you run this blog, this company, you, you're a published author. It's not that you're just sitting home churning butter all day for those no, who think I, like uh, that you're just sitting home, like only doing homemaking yeah, exactly. I think when people see that we do zero waste, they expect, 
they think that I am a stay-at-home mom and they think that I spend my days worrying about how much trash I produce and uh, making a lot of products, which is could not be further from the truth. Um, I'm a full-time working mom and I only make very, very few products. Actually, I uh, yes, I do cook, but I cook very simply. And I've, uh, you know, I, I think people think that I'm making a cleaning products and making, uh, you know, basically a ton of products to replace the ones that I used to buy before, but that's not the case. Um, for example, I used to buy lots of different types of cleaning products. I've eliminated them all with just white vinegar. So there is no making in it. There is no recipe with it. It's just using white vinegar mixed with water. Um, for, um, you know, it's just zero waste really becomes a lifestyle when you let it simplify your life, not complicate it. So this is very, very key in making it a routine, in making it something easy, in making it a lifestyle. And when you talk about easy, that's so it's I think the key is to remember every day what we do. And you have this really simple system called the five R's, which I think is really wonderful. So instead of what we grew up with in the US is recycle, reduce, reuse. And that's how we think of, you know, being aware of our waste. But you have an elevated system and it starts with refuse, the first R. Yeah, because uh, when I started uh, paying attention to uh, our trash and trying to find ways to reduce it, I did think about the three R's that are commonly used in the sustainable world. Um, but I very quickly, I realized that those three R's were not used in order and that very much emphasis was put on recycling, very little on reusing and even less on reducing. Mm. And and I realized that in order, uh, if I was going to apply those three rules in my home, then the applying them in order was key. That the more you reduce, the less you have to reuse. The more you reuse, the less you have to uh, recycle. But no matter how much I was re uh, reducing, reusing and recycling, there was still a lot of stuff that was coming into our home. Things that people were giving us from, for example, you, today you go to the dentist and they'll try to give you a, a, a toothpaste floss, a free toothbrush. Uh, you go to a fair, they'll try to give you uh, samples, flyers. Uh, you go to a business meeting, people give you business cards. You go to the grocery store, they try to give you a plastic bag. You go to a restaurant, they try to give you straws. But every time we accept those things, we are creating a demand to make more. Every time we accept a free pen from a conference, a free uh, business card, a free plastic bag, it's a way for us to say we love these products and we want more of these products to be created. Mm. Every time you accept a plastic bag, it's a way for you to say you dream of a world filled with plastics and you are creating a demand for more plastic bags to be created. When you say no to these things on the spot, not only you stop the demand to create more, but you also stop these things from coming into your home 
cluttering your space and becoming your trash problem down the line. Mm. So that's why I added refuse to the three R's. And we also added rot uh, as a last R because no matter how much we refuse, reduce, reuse or recycle, there were still some items that could actually be composted, rotted. And so uh, that's definitely a very important part also of uh, of a zero waste lifestyle is to put in place a composting system. And if you follow these five hours in order, you too can reduce your trash to one jar per year. So when you say rot, rot is the last R and you can, you know, compost a bunch of stuff. I, I read that you were doing composting dryer lint and your hair. How, what else can we, <laughs> what else can we compost? Because in my mind, I've never been to a composting class or anything like that. And I, and I just think of food. I have Kayla. Yes. You've been to a composting I'm not trying class. to like hold it over your head, but I went to one a few weeks ago to prepare for this. So, but I'll let you, uh, Bea, you know, take the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like actually to hear your experience. <laughs> um, it was really, it was wonderful. What I found so inspiring was that uh, it was just a local composting class for free. And the amount of people that showed up uh, that are part of the community, it was really inspiring. But I learned like you can compost cardboard, you can compost like, you know, what like all your vegetable scraps. Um, I couldn't get into the worming. I know the worm farm is like a big thing, but I did can you, buy a Can compost. you guys explain the worm farm to us? I, I personally love worm composters because, especially if you have kids, because it really shows the cycle of life. You throw in some food scraps in there, some uh, peels and uh, f- uh, vegetable peels, fruit peels, and, um, and you'll see that the worms actually transform all that into a soil amendment. Uh, you can't really call it a fertilizer because of fertilizers use uh, chemicals, um, uh, but and this is nothing toxic. This is nothing uh, chemically. Uh, it's uh, it's something that becomes a, a rich, uh, basically soil amendment that you can then add uh, to your fruits and vegetables. The best thing also about uh, so, sorry to, that you can use to your plants to make them grow. But what the best thing to me uh, is that also very uh, a lot of uh, worm composters have a tap which uh, then will disp- it's a tab that's attached to the bottom of the worm composter and that dispenses what uh, they call a compost tea and the compost tea is like a liquid that you simply uh, dilute with uh, uh, water and then you can just throw that on your house plants and you'll you'll see it's amazing what it will do to your plants outdoor plants indoor plants it's just like they'll thrive uh, I'm really glad to hear you it's say very simple I'm glad to hear you say you put it on the plants because I was waiting for you to say it's a compost tea and you just add water and drink it. And I was like, no, <laughs> don't say no. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure I would go there. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back in just a minute. Mom 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's time to get more in 2024. I know for me, one of my goals is to feel really strong this year. And honestly, so far, so good. Because that's where 310 Nutrition comes in. It's helping me and our listeners in the new year with protein and super rich food products with so many options and flavors. Right now I have the chocolate bliss and caramel sundae and they are both so (laughs) delicious. I have to hide them from my husband so that he doesn't steal them too. They're a triplex protein blend. Plant-based proteins that include pea, brown rice, and pumpkin that leave me feeling full. 310 Nutrition also has a hydrate electrolyte drink mix. My favorite is the peach mango flavor. So not only am I hydrating and drinking water, I have an electrolyte blend, vitamin blend, and it's sugar-free. With one stick of hydrate mix into 16 ounces of water, and it can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water. Thank you. This way I can keep my resolution, keep feeling strong, have greater focus, feel refreshed, and maintain my hydration without having to drink as much. One of my favorite refreshing water enhancers they have is the lemonade flavor. It gives me energy. This one's also sugar-free. It's used with real lemons and it's pH balanced. And this also offers the same hydration as two to three bottles of water. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code CHALLENGED and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products that you know you'll use and will help you keep your resolution. So go to 310nutrition.com and use the code CHALLENGED right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310-nutrition.com and use code CHALLENGED. It's all the good stuff your body needs in flavors you crave. So be healthier effortlessly. 
back. <laughs> what if your what if your children thought of this lifestyle change? Because the w- one thing that popped in or that's popping into my head currently is staring at this giant pile of toys that my four year old has accumulated that's just taken over like a quarter of our living room. Um, and I was thinking about like, what do you what do you um, as your kids have grown up? What have they thought? Okay, so when we started, they were um, six and five. That's really when we started living simply. And um, I was frustrated at, you know, having to pick up or having to fight with them to pick up their toys. And when... um, when when we started, basically, I um, I showed them that uh, well, the more toys they have, the more they have to pick up, the less mm. time they actually have to play. So when we simplified our lives, we asked them to pick their favorite toys, and we did that together. And they picked Playmobiles and Legos, which are actually two brands that are you know very good quality. It doesn't break. Yes, it's made out of plastic, and maybe had I started this way before uh, my plastic-free life, I would have probably switched those things for um, uh, wood. Wooden but toys. We had those toys, so they uh, they picked them and they let go of all the other the other toys that are just that just add you know that basically add are just noise in the in a, in their playroom uh, things that they are not really playing with uh, things that they are not really interested in but they still take out and it still has to be picked up so when uh, so they did uh, pick really the uh, playmobiles and legos they let go of the rest and instantly all the fights uh, to clean the room uh, went away. All of a sudden, they realized that they had more time to actually play with the toys that actually matter. It made it much easier for them to put away their toys. It made it much easier to organize them because it doesn't take as much room. You can have like one big bin dedicated to one type of toy uh, and, uh, and then another, another bin for another type of toy. It's easy to label. It's easy to put away, to clean. And then they have more time. So um, it also was very important for them to learn to say no to the crap that is given to them. Because, of course, they are the targets of uh, much crap. You know, you take a kid to the orthodontist, they're going to say, oh, go to the treasure chest. Thanks for coming. Uh, Yeah, it was just Valentine's Day. And like my daughter came home with just bags and bags and plastic toys and plastic toys of all these little things. And I think that's like what a huge, like we have like a whole toy chest full of just like all those little things that she gets from Valentine's Day and the school parties and the orthodontist and the dentist. And so it just, just never goes no. away. Just like drugs. Say no, guys. Exactly. Say and no. Those things, I mean, they're really ultimately disposable toys, right? I mm-hmm. mean, they're made to only last a few seconds. Uh, if the kids accept them, they play with them and within five seconds, uh, it breaks and then they cry. So we show our kids, hey, you don't accept it. You won't cry later and you won't have to pick it up either. That's so, so uh, smart. That really changed everything for them. Yeah. Now, Bea, can we talk about how you grocery shop? Because I find this fascinating. You don't use any, everything you have is reusable. Everything you stored in in your home is reusable. And Candace and I really want to know what are the five things we can buy to um, help our family go zero waste when it comes to grocery shopping? So uh, when I go to the grocery store, I bring 
totes, of course, so I'm not accepting the plastic bags. Mm -hmm. I also bring um, cloth bags, which I've made from old sheets, um, to buy anything dry from bulk bins, uh, flour, salt, sugar, cereal, anything that is dry. For anything wet, like meat, fish, deli, cheese, I bring glass containers, uh, glass jars, uh, and I simply present them to the counter. So the staff, uh, for example, behind the meat counter is just going to throw the meat straight into the jar and they're going to deduct the tear, which is the weight of the jar from the total price. So, of course, I am not paying for the weight of the jar. Mm -hmm. Then um, I also bring an old pillowcase to buy bread from the bakery aisle uh, or the bread uh, or cookies, for example. Um, we also uh, buy milk in a glass container, which is returnable. Uh, some brands do that throughout the U.S. I have to say right now I'm traveling. I'm in Texas and I have not found that brand yet. So mm. we ended up going to a goat farm to buy our milk. But hey, that was an experience in itself. <laughs> I mean, that's amazing, too, because it just creates such a experience for your kids and your entire family. So you went to the goat farm and did you milk the goats? <laughs> Well, no, I didn't get to do that. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but it's happened before. Yes, I, I mean I've I've done that before when I uh, during an, a different trip where we went to uh, actually it was a cow farm and uh, we milked it. We actually milked it straight into our coffee yeah. cup. It was pretty cool. <laughs> oh my god! But it's an experience in itself. And actually, the best advantage of this lifestyle is that you discover a life based on experiences instead of. Uh, stuff. You discover a life based on being instead of having. And that to us is what makes life richer. So yeah, instead of uh, going uh, shopping uh, at a mall this weekend, we went to the goat farm to uh, get some milk. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Now, I know you, um, your blog and book have inspired other zero waste restaurants. I know that there's one, uh, there's a zero waste store in Germany. Can we talk about that? Oh no! They, it's not. It's not just one store. They uh, the book, uh, the talks I've given uh, in seventy countries. The uh, uh, I mean, the book is now translated in twenty seven languages. Uh, the and all of that, and also through social media, all of that has uh, have allowed us to initiate a global movement. So now, not only are they uh, you know millions of people that have been inspired by our family or what we were doing to uh, do the same in their households, but it's also inspired some of them to open unpackaged shops. Uh, and they are now unpackaged shops uh, everywhere, <laughs> in every corner of the world. Uh, so indeed, the, the book inspired the first unpackaged shop in Germany, but now there is a ton of them. Um, they are. Um, uh, the, it's also inspired some to start their own line of, product, of reusable products, some some people have uh, um, um, started lines of uh, products uh, like uh, uh, cloth bags or uh, bamboo toothbrushes or uh, reusable straws, although I don't really support those because I really don't think that they're necessary. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, you mean just drink out of the cup? I don't know, <laughs> Bea. That sounds, that so sounds hard, revolutionary. Right? <laughs> okay, I'm going to have to meditate on that. <laughs> 
what's crazy is that I know that there are a lot of women that drink out of a straw because they do not want to stain their teeth. So then they end up, because they drink out of a straw, they end up with lips looking like a butthole. <laughs> and then they have to do injections to, uh, well, uh, reverse the effects of drinking out of a straw. So you have to do in, uh, fillers to uh, basically uh, reverse the effect of the straw. I'm, so if yep. you don't drink out of a straw, whether it be a disposable one or a reusable one, you won't have to do the injections later. I mean, there you go. All y'all getting injections. You don't have to do that. Just drink from a cup. Yeah, we love the turtles, but it's more about avoiding butthole lips. I am totally here for that. Um, you, I even saw on your Instagram that you've had a meeting with Starbucks recently. And I think that's something that I've had a big issue with uh, personally. Uh, we've got three kids in the house. We're always on the go. And I'm really trying to get better at like, the little things I can do to start living a greener lifestyle and really try to decrease my waste. Um, but I find myself going to Starbucks and be like, okay, well, I'm just going to get it this time. I'm just going to get it this time. And then I have like five but Starbucks cups in my car. Did you actually know, did you know that at Starbucks, you can actually get your coffee, your drink in a reusable? They'll just do that? Yes. And I think a lot of people don't know that. They have the ceramic cups. You just have to ask for it. Yeah. And I mean, yesterday, actually, I went to Starbucks. I had to wait for a meeting and I'm, I don't go there very often, but I was like, okay, I'll just go in there. And sure enough, you know, I'm, I mean, I've for years, uh, I've, uh, you know, when I, if I have to go in a Starbucks, I ask for it in a ceramic or I bring my own. But, mm -hmm. uh, like yesterday, I'm like, no, I'll just drink out of the ceramic. And same for if you buy a snack, you can just say it's for here. Please don't put it in a paper, just on the plate. But even if you just say for here, they'll put it in a ceramic and they'll put your snack on the, you know, your sandwich or whatever. I had a croissant and they put it on a plate. So you don't have to go, do, uh, you know, accept the disposable there. They, they have the reusables. It's or bring your own. All those you little things. Yeah. yeah. What For anyone that's super intimidated by the zero free lifestyle or zero waste lifestyle, and they're like, I don't think I can do it. It's too much. It's too much of a commitment. Are there like little steps that you like to share with them to get them a little less afraid? Yeah. So as I mentioned in my book, uh, you know, really to achieve one jar of trash per year for our family of four, all we do is follow my five rules in order. So really the first step that you can take to uh, towards a zero waste lifestyle is to learn to say no. Mm -hmm. Next time someone tries to give you something, before you reach out to grab that item, take a second, a split second, and ask yourself, do I really need this? And find a sentence uh, that makes it easy for you to say no. In my case, I say, no, thanks, it's really nice of you, but I don't need one. Or no, thanks, it's really nice of you, but I'm a minimalist. My kids are even, I mean, they go straight to the point. They say, no, thanks, I'm good. Or no thanks, and then they turn their back on them. Uh, it's very, uh, you know, they say it takes three weeks just to change one habit. So who knows? It might take you three weeks just to learn to say no. But once you learn to say no, you'll you'll be amazed how much stuff you can stop from coming into your home, and it will really make you reflect on how much stuff you can even stop from buying. It will really make you reflect on your consumption as a whole. So it's 
it's a very uh, it. Uh, a lot of people tell me that yes, it's hard at first when you start, but once you get it down, oh my gosh, it changes your life. I feel really inspired. The one question I have for you, Bea, is do you guys use Amazon Prime? Because I feel like that's so much so wasteful. All of us every day will order something, you know, oh, we just need this really quick thing. And it comes in this massive package. So do you guys so, go ahead? Yeah. So Amazon is another, uh, I've had the opportunity to talk at a lot of places, uh, not only Starbucks, but also L'Oreal, the United Nations, uh, or even, uh, Amazon. And, you know, I explained to them that, uh, Hey, um, if uh, we buy, if we need to buy something, if we need to buy stuff, we buy it secondhand. And we typically go to the thrift stores, but if we can't find it in a thrift store, then uh, we'll fall back on eBay. eBay is one of uh, Amazon's uh, competition, right? So I said, hey, I'd be happy to buy on Amazon if you made it easy to buy secondhand. And if we could request that the item be shipped in paper or cardboard, because that's something that I do on mm. eBay. Uh, if I buy something on eBay or if I'm, if I'm shopping on eBay, I select in the left-hand column, secondhand, pre-owned or used. The category, somehow the term changes depending on the category. Mm. And then if I, so then our whole selection is secondhand. And if I buy something, I ask the shipper, to only send it to us in paper or cardboard, and I explained that uh, we don't have a trash can. But this is something that I am not able to do on Amazon. So I boycott them, and I I hope that uh, one day they'll make it more, they'll be more transparent, or they'll give us the choice of buying something, uh, of uh, of uh, of uh, or rather choosing uh, the uh, you know the, the packaging or what it's shipped in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. So what was their response when you said that to them? Well, I, you know, I'm talking to an audience, so it's, you know, they're just okay. They're taking it in. Yes. I don't know if uh, they're going to do it. I know that they're working on their on their shipping uh, packaging. I know that this is something that a lot of people are complaining about. Uh, people might like Amazon, but they really don't like uh, the, uh, you know, what it comes in. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, the plastic, the bubble wrap and the, all that, the plastic stuff that it comes in or, uh, you know, sometimes it's like one tiny thing in one big box filled with plastic yes. and you know with this uh, the plastic free movement the zero waste movement are fighting against that and it's uh, the the our movement has attracted the attention of very large producers not only amazon but it's also uh, like uh, procter and gamble and mm. unilever which are two of the largest producers in the world announced uh, recently that due to the the demand that uh, the zero waste movement has created for uh, reusable products that they were ready to sell some of their products in reusables. And so, uh, for example, uh, selling uh, Haagen-Dazs ice cream in a reusable stainless steel container uh, or Pantene uh, shampoo and conditioner in a reusable, refillable container uh, or Oral-B toothbrush with a reusable handle, disposable head, but at least reusable handle. So, you know, with this movement becoming so big, uh, they can no longer ignore it. And of course, it's in their best interest to adapt to it. 
That's so it just goes to show how one small family can truly begin the change that our world needs. Exactly. And I think a lot of people sit back and think, well, individual action does not matter. Uh, What I do at home does not matter. Yes, it does. When we first started, when we first exposed our lifestyle to mainstream, it was through a New York Times article in uh, in 2010. There were no pictures uh, about us. So people said, oh, I'm sure they're like hippies living in the woods. I'm sure she doesn't shave her legs. And uh, the people laughed at us. People said it was disgusting what we were doing to our children because he was depriving them of the good life, you know, because we don't take them to McDonald's. We <laughs> take them to a real restaurant with real food. And people laughed at us saying, whatever, what you do doesn't matter. You're just one family. You won't change anything. Well, we've proven them wrong. We've proven that what one family does could actually, or what one family did and does, could actually initiate a global movement and that global movement then uh, in their purchasing decisions in what they do at home has created a, a demand for products to be created differently it's it's shaping the manufacturing world i really believe that change is in the consumer's hands mm-hmm. every time we buy something we have the power to uh, pr- support uh, practices that are either sustainable or not if you buy packaging it's a way for you to say, I love packaging and I dream of a world filled with packaging for my children. But when you buy unpackaged, when you buy uh, in bulk from the bulk bins, you are investing your money in a more sustainable, package-free future for our children. And that, of course, then uh, is uh, creating a demand for these uh, these practices to grow, to, uh, to flourish. Bea, you are really so inspiring, you and your family, and uh, not only just your beginning story, but the global change that it's taking. And um, thank you so much for sitting down with us today and and sharing all this. It was really a pleasure. Thank you so guys, uh, so much, guys, for having me. Thank you. And our listeners can find you at Zero Waste Home on Instagram, correct? Yes. <laughs> yes. And you've got your blog and they can uh, buy your book and just keep up with you and your family traveling the world, changing the world one day at a time. Thank you so much, Bea. We really appreciate it. I mean, Bea is so inspiring. She's just a phenomenal human. Her and her family have really made such an, an amazing impact in such a small amount of time. So Candice, you took your composting class which is a really great attempt <laughs> to begin to be somewhat like Bea. Tell us what you learned. I have yet to compost, by the way. I have <laughs> the big composting container and I just have to figure out a place to put it. So today I'm, I'm going to hold myself accountable and like make sure I put it somewhere and drill it into the ground. Um, and Does it have to be put somewhere specific? It's just it's round and it needs to be over some kind of like dirt got it preferably and what's great my goal is to compost it takes around six months for it to all break down and turn into like a good soil that you would use and then it gets so hot here in los angeles in the summertime it'll take six months for it to turn into like really nutrient rich soil and then i can use it to mulch like our whole kind of like surrounding area of our yard and front yard so that's the goal and it essentially you learn like how much people throw out, like how much food, like we cook a lot here. So we have a lot of like, or in our 
King household. So we have a lot of leftover vegetable scraps. And that's what was driving me nuts is I would have this whole bowl of just like vegetable scraps that I knew were just going to sit in a rotting plastic bag and just create like terrible gases into the into the you know atmosphere atmosphere i still have a lot to learn about the terminology of it all (laughs) doesn't matter you're doing it (laughs) i'm trying but i think that's the whole point even just talking with Bea is just trying like i feel like i can buy some glass jars and bring them now to like the deli and be like just put these and it'll preserve them longer and I love how she, I mean, I don't know if we've discussed this, but I've read that she, the only kind of paper she uses is wax paper. So for butter, she'll put her, um, I guess ba- butter does come in wax paper, but that can also be composted. So you can add that to your new composting. Thing. Yep. You just have to wipe the butter off because okay. there's like no dairy, no meats. Cause you want to be aware of like the other animals that can get in. Oh, got but it. But naturally a, a if you put your composting unit over soil, worms are naturally going to gravitate towards it. And then you're going to have this this natural little like worm farm effect. And it's really not, it does not seem that difficult. All you have to do is add things to it. Now, is there a stench that comes along with it? No. Oh, wow. I know that's the whole thing because it's just, it's just soil. So like there's, you don't put like any meat products you don't put like you know it's just you put some like old twigs old leaves you can have your you know if you have a lot of like fallen leaves or or mulch you can stick that in there cardboard like it all kind of like breaks down you know it's like it smells like soil or dirt but that's it it shouldn't have an odor is the other thing that I learned because I was like oh gosh it's gonna smell so bad and I dragged Joe to it and our 14 year old in Florence and I was like guys were doing this. Um, And I thought it was going to be a disaster, but it was incredible. They had like a little lemonade stand set up. It was this awesome local uh, teacher who teaches uh, botany and horticulture at a high school. And he just loves what he does. So even he handed out strawberry plants that his uh, students had been growing. And you got to bring home a tree if you wanted to bring home a tree. Another fun fact is it was all at Griffith Park and it's put on by the L.A. sanitation uh, organization. And and next to Griffith Park here in Los Angeles is the zoo. Uh It's a beautiful zoo. If you've walked around, if if you don't agree with the zoos, I totally hear you. I've got a kid. I've been to the zoo. Um, But what's wonderful is that they use a lot of the like that's how they make a lot of the fertilizers is with a lot of like elephant poop. It's great. So if you ever, if you live in the LA area and you need really, really nutrient-rich soil, head over to Griffith Park. There's a whole bunch of it. And it's like right from the elephants. Wow. Straight from the source. Straight from the source. (laughs) But it's so cool. It's like I think it's really great too that you just sat there and Googled like, how do I become, you know, a better person, (laughs) basically, (laughs) and took this class and found it. But there's so many things. There's also an organization called Tree People where you can go and like clean up uh, parks and plant trees around different neighborhoods that need them. And it's just two hours. Uh, And can we talk about the toilet paper company that you are also a, a huge advocate of? Yeah. Who gives a crap? Kayla, you noticed it because you asked me, you're like, what is this cute decorative toilet paper in your bathroom? I noticed it because I honestly thought it was fancy toilet paper. And I was like, this is so beautiful. Where did you get this? And you it's recycled. Well, it's all it's so the paper, the toilet paper and the paper towels that they sell are all made from bamboo and sugar cane. So it's zero deforestation. 
You're not cutting down any trees. Bamboo grows really, really, really fast. It's really, really, it's not like super, it doesn't impact the environment in any extreme way. Zero deforestation. And they give like a huge percentage of their profits to, to um, they specifically go and de- to developing countries and build toilets and sewage systems. So not only is it great for the environment, it's leaving less of a carbon footprint, but you're also giving back to communities that need it. It's just this awesome company. It's not an organization. It's just a company doing good. It's called Who Gives a Crap? And I love it. Did you find this on the internet as well? I found it on the internet just looking for, uh, you know, sustainable products. And and what I love about it too is the price isn't that much more because that was my second question to you was, okay, wait, so do you pay up the wazoo for like more um, to to become a better person and recycle and help with all of this? And and it's not even that much more money to um, buy from this company. And that's, that's the thing. I would think it would be way more expensive to, you know, be involved in an organization like this, but it's not. Or not even an organization, a company. I know, but that's what I think, like, especially the youth right now are all very into uh, companies that are recognizing that we need to be better consumers and that they also need to be companies that are providing products that are not going to ruin the earth for future generations. Yeah. Like you and I talk about how much we love our Rothy's and I that's know. recycled plastic. I know. And the shoes are cute. You're wearing them today. Very on theme. Good oh, job. Yeah, thanks. I went for traditional Converse today. Sorry about that. Those work too. <laughs> Those work too. But that's why I am so happy we were able to do this episode because it just seems so scary. The idea of having to change your lifestyle and wanting to make a bigger impact and thinking like, oh gosh, nothing what I do, nothing that I do would even be enough. And hearing Bea just say, no, 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 look at what we've done mm-hmm. as a family. Mm-hmm. And this is just something we were doing for us. And look at how many we've Look at how they've changed the world. She said she has 17 different items in her closet and that's it. And that she can make 50 different outfits from that. And I'm so inspired by that because we're moving right now. And I realized how many clothes I have, how many boxes are just my clothes and how much I don't need all of that. And they're redoing our closets. So we just have these tiny little clothing racks set up with a few key items for this week that were... um, And it was so easy to get dressed today because I only had a few items to pick from. And I really, truly believe that simple is better. And I'm learning this as we're going through this with Bea this week. And um, yeah, it's going to change our lives. I'm I'm here for it. I'm here for it too. We'll go to the you want to meet up at the farmers market next week? Yes, with all of our uh glass jars and our pillowcases. I'm down. I'm in. You guys, we hope you feel just as inspired by Bea as and her family as we do. And we will put a link in the show notes to her Facebook that um tells you everything you need to know and how you can continue to become a better consumer. I know we're gonna try our best to do that as well. Thanks for tuning in today, and we'll see you next week. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. 
From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com.